um, thank you, Heather. So the this regular meeting, January 11th, 2023 of the Kirkland Park Board is called to order. Recording secretary, please call out the roll. Please say here when I say your name. Board member Ambrosini. Here. Board member Cohen. Here. Board member Kearney. Here. Board member Parikh. Here. Board member Simpson. We, we see you here. Here. <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Vice Chair Hansen. Here. And Chair Holland. Here. And staff present tonight are Parks and Community Services Deputy Director John Lloyd, Park Planning and Development Manager Mary Gardaki, Parks Operations Manager Jason Filan, Recreation Manager Sarah Schellenbarger. And we also have Rob Martinson, Parks Maintenance Supervisor, with us. And then I am acting as Recording Secretary Heather Lance Brazil. Well, great, thank you. And we do have a quorum this evening, which is great. Um, moving on down to the third order of business, the land acknowledgement. And uh, board member Cohen has uh, volunteered to read that document for us. We acknowledge that the Southern Salish Sea region lies on the unceded and ancestral land of the Coast Salish peoples the Duwamish, Muckleshoot, Payalup, Skykomish, Snoqualmie, Snohomish, Suquamish, and Tulalip tribes, and other tribes of the Puget Sound Salish people. And the present day city of Kirkland is in the traditional heartland of the lake people and the river people. We honor with gratitude the land itself, the first people who have reserved treaty rights and continue to live here since time immemorial and their ancestral heritage. Great, thank you. Who would like to read the land acknowledgement at our next meeting? Yes, Crystal Saint. Thank you. So next, we have a. We're going to. It's not on the on the formal agenda, but we're going to have introductions next. Yeah. And I'm going to turn it over to John to do some introductions for us. To move. Seen a couple of new faces joining the room tonight. Um, as Heather mentioned during the introductions, we have our Parks Maintenance Supervisor, Rob Martinson has joined us. Um, historically, and we haven't done a great job in the last two years of the pandemic, um, but historically when we've had new supervisors or um, other staff um, at that level join the, the department, we've had them come to Park Board just to introduce them, um, introduce themselves so you guys might, you might hear their names, see their face, um, get to know them a little better. Uh, and so we just wanna help make that connection. So we invited Rob to come tonight. And so I was just hoping Rob, you could just introduce yourself real quick. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what your role in role with the city is. And anything else you wanna share with the board? All right. Um, I wanna say hi everyone. My name is Rob Martinson. Um, I was recently promoted to the park maintenance supervisor position. I've been with the city in different capacities for almost nine years. In April, it'll be nine years. Um, started out here as a grounds person, um, became a senior, then a lead person, and now a supervisor. And that started December 1st. Uh, before I came to the city, 
all my career has been in related fields, golf course industry, landscaping, um, arboriculture work. And um, I'm also a certified arborist. I have my tree risk assessment qualification. Um, I'm a certified playground safety inspector. Uh, and I'm also aquatic facilities uh, certified. So um, I've spent all my education and career in this field, and that's what's led me to be here. It's what I've sought after. Um, I am married. I have two wonderful little daughters. Uh, one is in second grade and one is in preschool. And all my time outside of work is, is spent with the family. We like to go camping um, and that sort of thing. Rob, what's your favorite park within Kirkman? My favorite park is Marsh Park. Uh, when I started for the city of Kirkland, that was one of the parks that I was um, maintaining at the time. And it was where I like to eat lunch because you have the lawn area mm -hmm. that's that gets kind of a little bit wild and crazy in the summertime. Then you also have the little courtyard area with the little picnic tables in the shade. And when it's not too nice, but it's not raining, is the perfect spot to sit and eat lunch because it's quiet, it's beautiful, and it's it's really relaxing. Nice. Um, the other new face that you might might have noticed is our new park board member, Kathy Kearney, um, who is filling in uh, and taking over Amanda's seat on the board. So when Amanda resigned at the end of last year. Um, Council appointed Kathy to, to refill her position. She's been appointed to fill the rest of Amanda's term, which is, technically expires in expired in March or expires in March. But they went ahead and disappointed her for the full four-year term following that too. So um, it'll actually streamline things. Um, so Kathy, I'm hoping you could introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Why you're interested in serving on Park Board? Um, if you have a favorite Kirkland Park, feel free to share it. And then we will go around the room and introduce all of ourselves to you, so you can get to know us a little bit better. Right. Um, I'm Kathy Carney, and I have lived for over 25 years um, in Finn Hill and um, Juanita area. Um, we started first in Kenmore and then came down the hill um, about, I think, eight or nine years ago um, and live in Juanita now. And um, I was interested in serving on the park board because um, I also have two girls. Mine are much older, though. They're um, 24 and 19 now. And my relationship with Kirkland started through the parks. Um, you know, I spent countless hours at parks with my kids. Um, I really liked, even though we lived in right on the edge of Kenmore, loved Kirkland parks. Um, and we always came this way to go to the parks. Um, my kids have participated in countless activities at the North Kirkland um, Community Center. And um, as I was thinking about ways to um, interact with the city, um, the park board um, seemed like a natural way to start um, that service um, because I think it's one of what one of the things that makes Kirkland um, the amazing city that it is. And um, so for a favorite park, um, since I live in Juanita, Juanita Bay Park is my favorite park. I um, think it is such a unique um, opportunity to have um, all of this kind of avian bird and wildlife area within a city. Um, 
I didn't really know this until I moved to Juanita. I love watching water birds. So I could go there um, and watch birds and turtles and um, walk on the boardwalks all day long. And I guess, oh, anyone know a little bit about, I guess what, um, I um, love um, trail running and um, skiing. So I spent a lot of time up at Snoqualmie Pass and then um, a lot of time trail running in St. Edward State Park and Denny Park because they connect. Right. Well, I'm just gonna go and order through the, what I see on the screen and ask the board members to introduce yourselves. Uh, and then, then we'll do staff next. So Mike, you're up first on my screen. Well, welcome, Kathy. Very happy that you're, uh, you, you've joined the team here, so to speak, wonderful. <clears throat> so uh, Mike Holland, I'm currently the chair of the, of the park board um, as of this month, I guess. <laughs> it's when I, uh, this is my first meeting as chair. So <clears throat> um, I've lived in Kirkland, gosh, 43 years, something like that. Um, great place to live, very happy here. Um, I live right close to Crestwoods Park. So because of that, I'm always in Crestwoods Park, walking the trails, going up into the playground with my grandkids. So Crestwoods Park is definitely my, my favorite park in the system here. Cool. Tessa, you're next. All right. Hi, Kathy. I'm Tessa. Um, I uh, serve as vice chair supporting Mike. Um, and this is my first month as well. I joined the board, let's see, I think in March of 2021, if I'm correct. And um, I love my time here. I've been in Kirkland only for seven years, but I've loved every minute of it. I used to work for the, I used to run the Kirkland Downtown Association. So I became very familiar with parks department and got to know people within the department and wanted to serve um, after I left um, the nonprofit that I worked for. So um, yeah, that's it. That's me. Oh, and my favorite park is probably Everest because it's closest to me and I can run through it too. Nice. Rashawn. Well, first off, uh, congratulations, Rob, on your promotion and uh, your skill set. We're really happy to, to have you and much success in the future. And Kathy, welcome to the board. Um, Roshan Preek, um, I think I've been a member since 2020, but the first year didn't count because we had COVID we didn't need. So yeah. it's kind of like that. Um, it's the dark years. <laughs> and uh, I, I grew up in Kirkland. I've lived in Kirkland since 1967 and in my current house since 1993. Um, I was away for a little bit of school and this and that, but my permanent address has always been, well, for 50, seven years or 56 or something, um, Kirkland. And so the reason I wanted to serve on the park board is exactly, you know, this is the, the crown jewel of the city, right? And um, I wanna do whatever I can to help support it. And I don't, I don't hate to pick a favorite park because, you know, it's like I do this string from Waverly Beach Park to Carillon Point approximately, but if I had to pick the favorite for sentimental reasons, it would be Heritage Park. But I like all the parks, even though I don't get to some of them as often as I should. So Sorry. welcome and let me know if I can do anything to assist you. Thanks, Sean. Amy, you're up on my screen next. 
Welcome, Kathy. Amy Ambrosini. Um, only been with Park Board for under a year now. Uh, so I think of the newest, and I think I might be one of the shortest tenured for living in Kirkland as well. So we moved here um, from Singapore actually in 2018. So I think about four, a little over four years now. Um, and as you may have seen from a bedtime gone awry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, two young kids, and uh, so I spend a lot of time at the playground. So I'd say Phyllis Needy is definitely our most frequented, along with Everest, because those are walking distance for us. Um, but right now, my favorite is probably Waverly. Actually, we will be there celebrating his third birthday on Saturday afternoon. Well, if anyone is in Waverly Park and you see uh, some balloons, feel free to come by and say hi. Um, but welcome to Park Board, Kathy. We're happy to have you. Uh, Tammy. Thanks. Um, I'm Tammy Cohen. I've been in Kirkland now five years, I think uh, just a few months longer than Amy. And um, been on the park board. Uh, I think I joined with Rashan, so through the COVID era. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I, um, I'm pleased to meet both you, Rob, and, and Kathy, and uh, congratulations, Rob. That's awesome. Um, and, and Kathy, like you, I've grown, I've grown kids and um, just a passion for giving service back to the community that um, even though my kids didn't grow up here, um, I like to pay it forward because I know that a strong community is built on the people who contribute to um, their time, talent, and and treasure. And I um, particularly like the parks and recreation because I have a background in um, in community center work. So this is just a way for me to stay engaged um, in service. Very cool. Crystal. Can you hear me? Yep. Hi, I'm Crystal Kinson. I've been on um, the park board since the summer of 2020, I think. Um, and I've lived in Kirkland for 14 years. I spend a lot of time in parks with my kids who are now almost um, grown, completely grown. One's at Cal Poly and one it, um, is graduating from Lake Washington High, yeah. <laughs> Lake Washington High School um, this summer. And my favorite park right now is Edith Moulton because I walk through it just about every day. Um, it's just down the street from me. I live in the Juanita area. And, um, but I love Marsh Park. I spent a lot of time there with my kids and Terrace Park. And welcome, Kathy, we're happy to have you. And congratulations, Rob, on your promotion. Thank you. Um, that's all the board members. So now we're gonna go through and have staff introduce yourselves. So Sarah, you're up on my, you're next on the list. Hi, welcome, Kathy. Um, my name is Sarah Schellenbarger. I work as the recreation manager. I've been in this position for close to two years and with the city for close to four years. Um, um, my favorite park, around this favorite park theme, is Watershed. I, I live in Bellevue, but within walking distance from Watershed. So my husband and I like to go um, have some nature time there with our dog. So. Jason. Good evening, Kathy. Welcome. Um, I've been with the city for a couple years, uh, 
probably longer than I share to, to share, but uh, my favorite park like yours is Juanita Bay because that's where I asked my wife to marry me back in 1994. And uh, so welcome. It's a pleasure serving. Kirkland's a wonderful place. And uh, I'm going to let Rob go this evening because he gets to come to work at 530 tomorrow. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, Rob, for jumping on and sharing a little bit. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thanks for letting me introduce myself and also the introductions on the new members. Um, yeah. Appreciate you coming by. Sure. Y'all I'll see y'all down the line. So <laughs> have a good, good night, everyone. Thanks. Mary, you're next up on the intro list. Then Heather, then me. Hi, I'm Mary Gardaki, uh, park planning and development manager and Kathy. Welcome. We're really excited to have your energy and your enthusiasm to bring to this team. So thank you for the, for your time. I know it takes, this all takes a lot of time. And so we appreciate that. Um, I would uh, very selfishly say right now, my favorite park is 132nd Square. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'll have, <laughs> I'll have some, some fun info in my staff report about that park. It's going to be a, an incredible asset to the community. I'm really excited for it. Heather? Hello, Kathy. It's nice to see you again. Um, Heather Lance Brazil, the administrative assistant for our department. Um, I have been with our department since March of 2018. Uh, so five-year anniversary coming up. Um, moved to the Pacific Northwest in 2016 with my family, and our favorite park is Totem Lake Park. Um, love to eat the food around that area and have the kids run around, and then we wind it down with a walk on the boardwalk before we drive back home. So it's a good time. And nice to see you, and if you need any support, just reach out. Yeah. And then John Lloyd, Deputy Director um, for the Parks and Community Services, have been with the city just over five years. Um, I started in August of 2017. Um, my favorite park, I've always said, is Peter Cook Park, and it's because the day I interviewed here, I had some breaks in the day, and I was able to go down there, and I just walked around that park all day, and it was just pretty, like, I having never been to Kirkland before, seeing people just walk around, like, it was, a, I feel it was a Monday or something like that. There were just tons of people, middle of the day, just, just good positive memories, because it obviously worked out well, because I'm here now. Um, and so I was connect those two back together. So, so yeah. Um, and just a second, what Mary said, I really do appreciate all of the boards taking all the, the, the amount of time that you all put into this um, on a volunteer basis is, is tremendous. And we really do value um, your input and feedback and your participation in this board. So tremendous. Thanks. Um, I know we don't say it enough, but I'll say it now. So thank you all for serving on our board. Okay, so moving on, the next agenda item is the um, item number five, the approval of the minutes. Um, the December 14th, 2022 minutes draft has been distributed in your board packet. Are there any corrections or amendments to the minutes? Hearing none, the minutes are approved as presented. Moving on to the next 
item on the agenda is business items. Uh, the first item uh, in this area is the 2023 review preview. Um, and I'll ask John to lead us through that, that conversation. All right. Um, what are you guys seeing right now? We're seeing the, uh, the, uh, is the PowerPoint or is it my dog? PowerPoint. Okay. PowerPoint. Couldn't tell what screen actually shared because it moved some things around real quick. Um, so I have a very brief uh, presentation to go over with you all. It's essentially all outlined in the memo, but I'm just going to kind of try and hammer a few extra points home. Um, so what I plan on talking about is kind of looking ahead at the 2023 calendar. Um, so you all can see um, the meeting schedule. We can talk about what's what's on the agenda. Um, if you all have any feedback on discussion items you want to add to the meetings or questions that you have, we can certainly add those in there. Um, I'll provide a quick ballot measure update, um, which really connects into the um, next several months uh, for, for Park Board. Um, and then we'll talk about in-person versus virtual meetings um, for the rest of the year. So in December, we talked about um, coming up with a plan this month. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into the, the meat of the presentation. Um, so this, um, I'm, I'm struggling, sorry. Um, I don't wrote notes. Um, so yeah, so as provided in the memo, this is the 2023 meeting schedule. Um, not surprisingly, ballot measure shows up on pretty much every single uh, month's agenda. Um, and what is it, what, you're, what you may not be seeing on this list yet are things, some of those sessions that we've done in the past, like summer recreation preview or reviewing CIP projects or reviewing the CIP list. Um, we will add those and work those into the, the agenda as, as needed throughout the year. I didn't want to clutter this because um, I wanted to leave it a little cleaner, um, even though it does say the same thing over and over again, because um, I really wanted to focus on that ballot measure side of things. Um, uh, the, other, uh, the other thing that's not on this, this list yet that will get added, um, we will formalize the park board work plan um, that'll probably happen, I'm guessing, April-ish time frame. Um, for those of you that don't remember, or those that are new, city council sets their work plan, it sets the city's work plan, that trickles down to the department, and then that trickles down to, to park boards. So once city council adopts their work plan um, and the city's work plan, that's when we'll bring that back up. But we're kind of setting the stage for that anyway. Um, additionally, at some point this spring, we hope to have an event out at 132nd Square Park to celebrate that opening. Um, and Mary will definitely provide more information about that as we get closer um, to that and have a date because um, we can't tell you a date now because it's going to change. Um, so a um, couple items of note. Um, I've already got it on the schedule and I really don't want to move it. And I'll explain why when we get a little bit further along here. Um, April 4th is our joint meeting with city council. Each year we schedule a meeting with Park Board and City Council so that you all can speak directly to Council to provide um, your feedback, your thoughts um, on all things Parks and Community Services. Um, last year, we met with Council in February um, and that was really focused a lot on the pros plan and some of the, the outcomes of that. Um, I've scheduled this one um, in April of this year because it coincides a lot with the ballot measure process and, with, and the PFAC process. Um, so I'm gonna jump into that and then we can come back to this slide if we need to. 
Um, this outlines the next several next couple months of work for PFEC. Um, and as you probably recall, Mike is our representative on PFEC, so he represents the Park Board. Um, and PFEC is the Parks Funding Exploratory Committee. Um, this the, the last few months have all really been focused on education and background information. Um, so we've spent a lot of time providing kind of soup to nuts information about parks and community services, what we do, how we do it, why we do it. We've talked about funding mechanisms, ballot measure options, et cetera. Um, starting in January or starting tomorrow, we, we really start getting into the meat of the, the, the conversation with them. Um, so tomorrow night, we'll provide them detailed uh, cost estimates for a variety of different elements, what we're calling it. Um, so the way we're, the way the process is working that we've talked to you about is we're going to say if PFEC wants to add a community center with a pool, that's going to, they're, they're getting a menu of things and essentially saying we want to include A, B, C, and D um, or X, Y, Z, and A. Um, so they're going to start getting all those different projects that we've got. And it's things like off-leash dog parks, artificial turf fields, uh, enhanced, just enhanced maintenance of parks, better customer service, more lifeguards. Um, I don't remember how many exactly there are, how many different flashcards, because we've combined and moved a few of them around. Um, but we'll present all of those to PFEC tomorrow, and they will start uh, discussing those different projects and what they want to, what they think should be included in the, um, in the ballot measure. Um, in January, excuse me, at the next meeting in two weeks on the 26th, Opsis Architecture, the, the firm that's doing the feasibility study, is going to present the final feasibility study to the, the committee. Um, and they'll kind of weigh in and look at that. Um, the feasibility study is presenting two different options for the two different locations that we've, we've talked about. So the Houghton Park and Ride location will have two different facility designs and the or facility concepts. Um, and North Kirkland Community Center um, shows a shows two concepts as well. Um, they're a little different in each one. So that, that'll get presented at the January meeting. And then they'll continue discussing the different ballot measure elements um, with those community centers being the two biggest ones that could potentially get um, put in the ballot measure. Um, February 9th, continued discussion. Um, and they're gonna, I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to work, but we're going to, they're going to start narrowing down and trying to start making some decisions, um, trying to coalesce around some, some agreements. Um, and then at the end of February, the second meeting of February, they're going to finalize their recommendations for council. Um, hopefully, we may, we may have to add a few extra meetings depending on how the conversations go and on what questions may come up. Um, and then it'll likely be the 21st, um, March 21st, is the date that uh, we're scheduled to have PFEC make their recommendation to city council. Um, and so what they're gonna say is, we think you should include items one, two, three, and four, um, for whatever reason it might be. Um, and that's that, that's council just taking their feedback, um, putting it together, kind of want to connect park board when you're gonna get information and when PFEC's getting information and when it's all going to council, because like I said, this is when the, the rubber really starts to hit the road. Um, and it, it really becomes a busy couple of months. Um, so like I said, you will start to see more information, uh, like PFEC's getting some information tomorrow and on, on the 26th, we're gonna present that to you all in February. So you're gonna see in February, the feasibility study results. You're gonna see 
Um, we're calling them flashcards because that's the easiest way to, so all those different ballot measure elements, we've packaged on nice little flashcards that show what the current service level is versus what the, what the what you could get with an enhanced service level. So if it's, um, for example, additional lifeguard hours, we, we say right now we lifeguard the, the beaches from 12 to six on um, every day from July to Labor Day. Um, for an extra one penny a year on your assessed value, you could get an extra two weekends in the, like whatever the, the details are. Um, and so we're kind of showing that and that's how they're gonna compare and contrast. So we'll present all that information to you all as well. Um, so you can see all that information. Um, and so you can, this, this slide really just kind of shows the back and forth, like this is today, the 11th. PFEX is gonna get a bunch of information, the 12th and the 26th. Park Board, you're then gonna see all that same information. Um, so we're gonna to present to you all those flashcards, the feasibility study results, um, and really start getting your information. February, PFEC continues their discussions. In March, we want, we want to continue those discussions with you all and get, get your feedback. And so that Mike, Mike can, this actually, the timing works out really well this time because Park Board meets on the 8th, PFEC meets on the 9th, um, or the 21st, not the 9th, um, that's, that's February. Um, but PFEC meets after us, um, in this case, hopefully, if it is the 21st. Um, and so you can help weigh that or provide that feedback to PFEC. Um, on April 4th, this is the day of that, uh, the joint meeting with, with city council. Um, again, you have Mike serving on PFEC and representing park board, but I wanted to make sure that you all had an opportunity to speak to council directly. Um, I do feel that this is such an important topic that having one representative on one committee wouldn't, wouldn't be enough. And I feel that we felt that it was important enough that park board get to convey your feedback to council directly. Um, on this issue um, in that regard. And the reason we picked April 4th is because that's the day that we're presenting a draft resolution to council where they're gonna say yes or no, we think something should go on the ballot. Um, it's not exactly what is gonna go on the ballot yet, um, but they're basically deciding, yes, we do think that we should go forth with a ballot measure. Um, we'll, we'll again provide a whole lot more information as it comes up, but following this, so starting in May, we will, we're gonna survey, put out an entire survey to the community to get even broader feedback on the potential ballot measure that, we're, that um, is going forth. Council has to make a final decision on whether or not it, and about the specific language, what's included, et cetera, about the ballot measure by the end of July. Um, and so all that has to be wrapped up and figured out by July, because that's when it gets, we have to submit to King County to get on the ballot in August. So this really just paints a picture for the next three months, um, but I really wanted to kind of connect all those dots so you can really see that the, the floodgates are gonna start opening with information. Um, and it is gonna be really important that, that we do, um, that you guys provide your feedback to us and, um, and go out and engage with the community to get um, your feedback or get feedback from them. Um, so I wanna pause real quick and see if anyone has any questions. Tessa. I have a question. Um, so when we talked, when the park board joint meeting with council, they will, city council will already have all of the PFEC information from the week before. Let me see. Yes. They've already been presented. Yes. 
out. So on the 21st or the 7th is when PFAC is saying, this is what we think should be included. Um, I wanted so to make sure you guys- are them again about, PF about PFAC and the bowel measure. And What's that? Our, we're just giving our opinions, mm -hmm. recommendations about regarding yeah. PFAC and the bowel measure. Yeah. And there's a, and we'll spend a little bit more time in February and in March prepping for that meeting, um, like we did last year. Um, but we'll, we'll try to nail down some of those specifics. And I think once you start seeing some of the information that we're presenting to you, it'll be a little clearer. Um, and so I don't want to spend too much time focused on that yet. Um, but we will work on that because we do write a memo to council and, and things of that nature. Um, I let everybody else go before I ask again. Yeah. The, um, the one piece I just want to, it's in bold and it's written down here. The joint meeting with city council is actually during their meeting. So it's not on a Wednesday, it's on a Tuesday night. Um, and it'll be at 5.30 because it's during the study session prior to council meetings. Um, and that would be in person is my, what I was told. Um, so just everyone make sure, and we'll, again, this will be on, we'll keep reminding you all, but it's not the normal Wednesday. Um, um, we would then meet again the following month, so. Actually, I'm gonna leave it on that page. Any other questions? Are there any other discussion items or things that we're not, obviously this all, like I said, it really just says ballot measure a lot on there. Are there things that you want to make sure that we do talk about or cover um, or address at all this year? Are there key points or areas that you want us to focus on? So John, I had a, I had a, uh, just a comment. Mm -hmm. Could you bring up the, uh, the last slide, which shows the interaction between Park Board and PFEC. So I wanted to just to let the let the the group know that there's a tentative meeting also on March second, the, the PFEC meeting on March second. There's a feeling that you know there's so much material that has to be reviewed and agreed upon. It may need another meeting to uh, actually finalize that. So, which is good news. I mean, that's before the park board meeting on March 8th. That's the whole idea is to, when we come to the 8th of March, we'll have uh, a, a somewhat better idea of what, what we want to include in the, in the, in the uh, ballot measures. So um, my concern is and I, let me just put it out there and you tell me what to think, John. Um, is the board going to have enough time to absorb the information that's being provided to them? It's a good uh, question. And, and then be prepared to have a, have a conversation on, on April 4th. That's my concern. When I look at the schedule, I mean, I, I'm, I plan on briefing the park board as much as possible. We only meet once a month. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on here. I wonder, do we need to have a special meeting in, in March? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking out loud. I, mm -hmm. I don't, uh, um, I'm just going to put it out there and listen. I, th I see Rashawn's hand up. I'm going to call Rashawn, please. Yeah, Mike, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. Um, I don't know if we need a special meeting or not, but you know, it does very little good to get all this information, like the volume of it, 
have to familiarize yourself with it and think it over, no real discussion time, and then what, you know, come to some conclusion. It's, it's a much more deliberative um, and um, I would say effective due diligence process to get some materials as you're going. So if it's possible to send whatever materials are being reviewed at the PFAC as it comes mm -hmm. out, maybe, you know, we get a chance to look at it, you know, discuss it, I guess, can't discuss it as a, with each other unless we, <laughs> well, we're not supposed to, right, because of the public meetings um, law, right? But it, it, <laughs> that would be the most helpful thing. I presume that we could write an email with questions, right? Certainly. There, I'll, just a reminder also the website, um, and I'll, I'll send that out after the meeting. Um, um, uh, oh, right. You could always pick it up there, right? We could just go on the way. I forgot about that. You just yeah. go on the website. But we, I can send that to you. I, I, can, I will specifically send the information to you all, um, but it is also available on the website, and I would encourage you all to, to yeah, yeah. I forgot check out the website. Thank you um, for pointing that out. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, I think it's better if we try and, you know, familiarize ourselves with it as it comes out. And, you know, if there's an idea or question or whatever that we do it by email, I suppose. Yeah. And you all are, are you're always welcome to email us questions and we can email them back out to the group. Um, that's kind of one way conversations. What it can't, the, to make sure we're not breaking the, the open public meetings rules, you guys just can't have conversation in between each other um, on that group email. Um, right, there's a limit, right? Like I think it's, yeah, is it's it three? Three, three yeah. yeah. So. so if three, three of you, I mean, it's mm -hmm. not meant to evade the law, but you could have three talk about it, but we've, I don't think, at least to my knowledge, I've never been part of the three. Yeah, but if, if, if for example, Rashawn, do you have a question? If you send that question to me, I can respond to the entire park board. Exactly, that's, that's what I have in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the other one last point is that, you know, um, you could you could write your opinion to the group. Um, maybe it has an effect, maybe it doesn't, but at least it'd be a chance to, you know, um, fulfill some role to make things better. Yeah. Not, and not just trying to, you know, assimilate all that knowledge at once. So, but thanks for, for reminding me about the website because I have looked at that before, I just yeah. forgot. And Heather just put that in the, the link to that in the chat, so. Um, Tammy. Thanks. Um, yeah, I was going to echo maybe as an agenda item um, that we we review the PFAC meeting materials in advance when we get the pre-reads for the park board meeting and that we maybe have a standing agenda item of 20 minutes or so to sort of discuss it and kind of familiarize ourselves as a group. Um, because otherwise it feels like we'll just sort of have to be pro forma. And obviously we have to trust the PFAC group because they're doing all the legwork and we're being informed along the way. But it kind of reminds me of some of the discussions we had about the uh, pros plan about what our role is. And so um, is there an expectation if PFAC, if PFAC makes a recommendation that to us that we recommend the PFAC to city council that we'll just do that because they've done the work? There actually um, is, the, the recommendation is going straight from PFAC to council. It actually doesn't need park board to approve it. Um, so that's part of why Mike is on the board. Um, 
because he's representing right. Park Board. Um, at the okay. same time, Park Board can have a different recommendation from PFEC as well. Um, so, and, and, so, and, told, and just because what, what Kurt, the city manager, has, has told PFEC along the way, um, council may add or change their recommendations. So they may, like, and he used some specific examples from the, the fire ballot measure, is there were certain things that the, that committee, ComSag was the name of that committee, did not recommend being included, but but the council really wanted to have some of that additional training elements and things like that. So they they added that piece back in. Um, and so there, there may be differences of opinion between PFEC and council because oh, that's okay. the, the nature of Okay, so just to clarify then, the draft resolution presented to city council on 4-4, who's, that's the PFEC's draft resolution. Uh, that's staff, it's, it's the department is even coming from PFEC. Um, oh, okay. Even so, we, so we present that. To, that's when council that resolution. The, okay. I, I try to clarify this earlier because I was a little confused. That's the resolution that they're going to they're resolving to. Yes, we are going to put something on the ballot. Um, and then there's an ordinance I think that happens that has to happen by July that actually has the ballot measure okay. language on it and the specific. So details. there's. So, so then be, there, there's 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 some time between April and the actual finalizing of what's all included. Um, but but there's actually no action for the park board. I mean, we might have a joint meeting with city council, but there that's not a call to action for park board to make any sort of recommendation that city about. I'm it's just exactly, trying to understand. There, there's not a there's in. not a legislative requirement that park board make a recommendation or, or whatnot. Okay. I just hope that I just want you to have the opportunity to provide your feedback to council. Got it. Um, so, and yes, we will have a, this, like I said, this is going to be, there There will be a ballot measure item on every single agenda um, for the foreseeable future. Um, and we'll probably spend more than 20 minutes talking about this um, right. because we do want to make sure that you all have the information you want. So essentially I'm trying to signpost that our February meeting and our March meetings might be a little longer than tonight's meeting. Um, so. With that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on to the next part of this topic. Um, as always though, if you have questions, concerns, please let us know. Um, we will, um, like I said, we'll add some of those other items on there like the recreation previews and those, like some of those things into those um, to make sure that we do have content for those meetings. Um, so last month, we met in person for the first time in, I think three years. Um, I think we met in February of 2020 and that was the last time we've met in person other than our park tours and things like that that we've done. But that was our first regular business meeting in nearly three years. Um, and we decided to host this month's meeting virtually and we talked about, let's come up with a plan for how we wanna do that. Because now that we can go back in person, um, it's it's about that time to go back in person. Like, not about that time. Um, like I said, there's. There's pros and cons to both. There's trade-offs to being in person uh, or to being able to do Zoom, but there's benefits to, to it as well. Um, like we talked about last month, folks are, have traveled and been able to attend meetings. Um, but that being said, you do lose a little of that in-person connection. So um, in chatting with uh, Mike and, and Tessa, what, do, what does everyone think about meeting in person every other month. Um, and we were proposing the even months because it's an odd month now and next month would be in person or next month would be an even month. Um, 
and just it's easy to remember that way. So um, I'm open to other ideas too, but we just wanted to start with something on the table and and we can always change too. So if we agree to every other month now, when we decide it's too much or too little, we can always change. So thoughts? Is there is there an assumption that if we're in an in-person meeting that it's besides just observing um, that it won't be that it won't be available for either the community to participate remotely or board members to participate remotely? Is the expectation that for right now, yes, in person there, or yeah. okay, there there is there will be a hybrid option coming at some point. It's just the technology to do that requires more staff than we have available to manage that during a park board meeting, and so that, I think they were changing some things around to make that possible. Um, because that is one of the benefits of having the virtual meetings is that the community is able to participate that much better. Um, although we didn't have anyone here tonight for audience from the audience, um, we have had a few more folks in the last year and a half, two years. Um, we've had a lot more audience or people attending meetings um, than we did back in the day when we were in person. So, um, But so we do hope to get to a point where there is a hybrid option um, to help accommodate things like travel and um, other personal issues. So, Kathy. Well, I was just going to point out, I think that as as soon as the ballot measure gets um, information gets out, I have a feeling you will have a lot more public interest in these meetings. Yes. And so, you know, I know that as a citizen, I would have appreciated the ability to be able to um, log in easily um, and hear about it. That could be fixed by March. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping it could be ready. Um, I don't know where that project stands. It's an IT project. Was everyone anyone have anyone opposed to meeting in person next month? Let's just say. I, I'm not opposed to it. I think I think it's fine. Um, I'm going to India um, on the twentieth, and I. I'm probably back by the by the fifth, but there's a chance that it might be a little bit later. I'll let you know by email if I'm back. That was January twentieth. Yeah, I leave on I leave on the twentieth. Cool, long trip. And um, I'll basically be out of town until uh, after after the April holidays. So as long as um, you don't have concerns about a quorum. Um, I, you know, I, I love the idea of meeting in person, obviously when I'm in town, um, but I'm dog sitting down in Palm Springs till April, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't, sorry. <laughs> um, so I can attend on odd months until I'm back in town. Okay. Well, I, that'll motivate us to get the hybrid figured out too. Right, and if there's if there's an issue with a quorum, um, you know, again, I'm always happy to participate remotely until I'm back, and and I don't mean to, you know, and then obviously um, I can discuss it with with Mike and Tessa and you if it becomes a problem, uh, my attendance wise, um, you know, we can have a conversation as well, but um, um, I, I just want to be transparent about where my time is spent these days. Okay. And I'll I'll reach out to you, Jamie, because I, I do want to make sure that we, if we need to work something out on a one-off basis to get you get you access to the meeting, I want to do okay. that. So 
So why don't we plan on meeting in person next month? Because I'm not hearing any strong objections. Um, and we will then, I think we can, let's plan on the every other month for now and we'll play it by ear and we'll touch base each, each meeting to make sure that everyone's still on board with that. How's that work? Sounds so, John, John. Just a, go ahead. No. Go ahead, Mike. No, I'm all done. Thank you. Um, just a quick question for John. So would it be in person for the joint council meeting and then our park board meeting in, in April? In theory, yes, but we can always change that. Um, yeah. Or it could be, again, like I said earlier, for the, the park tours are in July and that's typically obviously in person to do tours um, right. and that's an odd month. So we could, we can always switch months around. So. Move it to um, August. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. right. That was all I have for that presentation. Um, I believe the next item is still me as well. Yes. Uh, the next item on the agenda uh, is the um, Park Board Neighborhood Liaison Assignments. Mm -hmm. And John, once, once more, are you the speaker on that? I am the speaker on this one. You've, so. been, you've, been, the, oh. you've been the guy here tonight so far. So. Yeah. Um, so, Kathy, just for your, for your knowledge, um, some time ago, long before even I started, Park Board decided that it was a... Um, as, a, as one way to better facilitate engaging with the community, um, to assign each other neighborhood, assign, neighborhood um, associations as just one, one other avenue to connect with the, the residents of Kirkland. Uh, and so we've made assignments, if you will, of which neighborhood assignment or which neighborhood association each park board member um, is responsible for. Um, and the, the, you're obviously welcome to attend any neighborhood association meetings you want, but the part of the goal was to avoid um, any sort of violations of the Open Public Meetings Act where all of a sudden four people are showing up to the, the Thin Hill meeting. Um, legally, you are allowed to be at the same meeting at the same time. You just can't discuss business. And so the city gets real, they, they want to try and avoid it, any sort of controversy at all. So they really say, they say avoid it. Um, but as long as you aren't discussing business, you are allowed to be in the same room at the same time. Um, so no worries there. Um, but so I think that was part of it. It was also just to help to make sure that all the neighborhoods were, were getting touched at some point, if you will, um, that we didn't want to have the market neighborhood all of a sudden getting ignored um, because no one in Parkwood lived in the market neighborhood, for example. So, so that's why we've gone through and assigned them. Um, typically, uh, one or two associations per person. Um, and we, we try to encourage folks to pick a neighborhood that's not where they live so they can go engage with other folks. Um, but I don't have a problem with it being your own neighborhood if, if it's the neighborhood you live in, because that is a very key place where you're gonna connect with folks. So um, the reason I'm making these, this, or this is coming back up is twofold. One, Amanda's uh, neighborhood assignments are now available. Um, two, we've got Kathy joining us. Um, so I wanted to go through the list and just touch base with everyone to see if anyone wanted to switch their spots. Um, again, because sometimes things come up where you're also now the every other month, Tuesday doesn't work or whatever it is. Um, so I'm gonna share my screen one time real quick just with the, the list of them so everyone can see what they are, um, but it's literally just me sharing the memo. Um, 
Did everyone see that? Yes, so, we see it. Mm -hmm. So the yellow, so the, I don't really have a plan on how to start this, but let's go that. Does anyone want to take, I guess, I'll just open it up. Does anyone want to switch, change, or claim any of the available neighborhoods? Um, let's let um, Chris Lee go ahead. Um, I would like to I, I, uh, gain Juanita, I guess. Um, okay. Haven't really been available or not available. I've tried to connect with neighbors and have been unsuccessful. Um, so yeah, if possible, I'd like to gain Juanita and keep, I think I have Evergreen Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they have not returned any of my uh, emails or requests. So some of the neighborhoods are a little, a little harder to, they're a little less organized than others. Um, and so, the other piece I'll say have, is, have, have you spoken to Johanna? No, I, I, I reached out on Facebook and never ever got a response. And then Amanda gave me the email address of someone and I emailed from the park board email and didn't get a response. Would you like me to reach out to her for you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that for you. Thanks, Mary. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And Tessa, I think you were next in line. Um, I have work obligations the second Tuesday of odd months. I haven't been able to make it to Central Houghton. So I'd like to make that available, but I can take on I'm happy to take on, you know, two others. I can take both the Rose Hill ones. Um, Kathy, do any of the available ones actually, work for you since you have no assignments yet? I was, um, Tessa, I just noticed that South Rose Hill has the same meetings as yeah. Houghton. Yeah. Um, I could um, do either of those. Um, and then, Finn Hill, since it's just at Hawk, that's not a problem to put my name there. Okay. Yeah. I can take on Houghton. What was that? Sorry, that was Amy. I can take on Houghton. Sweet. Um... So I can do South Rose Hill. Okay. Thank you, Amy. I can connect you with um, Larry. Does anyone want North Rose Hill? And we will have a youth member joining us in April. Um, so we can always revisit it then too. Yeah, I can do North Rose Hill. Oh, sweet. All right. I hate typing when people are watching. <laughs> so uh, just a, a comment. I think that, um, was it, was it Kathy who volunteered for Finn Hill? Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay. So Kathy, um, Finn Hill used to be supported by Amanda Judd, you know, the, our previous chair who left last month. And uh, so Amanda emailed me to let me know that Finn Hill um, has a meeting January 18th, which is next Wednesday. Oh. Um, 
That is my husband's birthday. Ah, well. And I have. Um, well, bring them along. <laughs> well, I have to plans outside of Finn Hills. We're, we've moved beyond Plaza Garcia in our. <laughs> oh, I love Plaza Garcia. That's my favorite. Yeah. I do too. That was so fun at birthdays. No, oh, yeah. no worries. I just want to just uh, Finn Hill meets as required and meets as needed here in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Just but apparently there's a need and they're meeting next next Wednesday, but. I think that uh, that uh, your personal obligation is uh, tops, tops. Is anyone else able? Fine. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, like I said, sometimes if, if you know you're going to be unable to attend a meeting at the Friar Park, we're meeting, mention it, and if anyone else can attend, they're welcome to. I don't. I don't want to make sure. I don't need anyone to commit to attending to it because there's not a requirement that you attend these meetings. I just want to stress that, but it is a great way to connect with the, the community. Um, and some of them are a little more formal than others, it sounds like, and others you can just show up and say, hey, I wanted, I'm just gonna be here if anyone has questions. Um, so, yeah. um, okay, well, I've got that list updated and I will um, send that out to everyone. Um, I'm writing that note down, because I'll forget. Um, so. Okay, well, thank you, John. You've that is that, that uh, is that agenda item. So we're done with that one too. Yeah, so. Um... It's eight o'clock. I wonder if we should take take a quick break, and then come back and pick up and finish up. Then um, it's it's eight o'clock when we come back at eight ten. Okay. Sounds like a plan. All right. Re uh, rejoin. I think we still had one more item in the uh, business item section, and that is the park board member reports. Do park board members have anything they'd like to report on? Uh, regarding their activities. Um, I don't have anything to report on, but kind of just going back to, I read Amanda's email about that meeting. Um, and I think that I will join that meeting because they're going to talk about PFEC for Finn Hill. Hmm. So everybody, yeah. just so everybody knows that there will be somebody there. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Tessa. That's great. Um, I, th I believe um, one of the members of PFEC, um, I think his name is Scott, is on the Highlands. He lives, he, I'm sorry, he lives in, uh, in Finn Hill. And I, I'm guessing he's the one who's gonna be making the presentation about, about PFEC. That would be my guess, I'm not sure. But uh, I did see that on the, on the agenda with the, uh, the Finn Hill Neighborhood Association. And Amanda is on the board. Yeah. So you'll 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 know somebody. Yeah. There'd be a, a familiar face in the audience, so to speak. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, anybody else have anything else to add in the way of reports? Well, let me. I had a couple things. Um, two days ago, Monday night. Uh, as a PFEC function, um, we toured the um, Sammamish, um, Sammamish City Aquatic Center. Now, I never knew that Sammamish had an aquatic center, but it, they, uh, it's very nice. They, um, they started designing that in 2013 and opened it in 2016. 
So it's been in, in uh, it's been in operational now for about six years. Uh, it's quite interesting. It was a Monday night. We got there at six thirty, stayed for an hour, uh, and I was amazed at how busy that facility was. Every room we went to, there were people there. It's a it's something similar to what the um, consultants had talked about. The Opsis consultants uh, briefed us back in, I think it was November, They maybe December. They gave us a, an idea of what they were thinking for the city of Kirkland for their aquatic center. And it was very, the, the analogy was interesting to me. Um, Samish, Samamish is also a two-story aquatic center. It has uh, two pools, it has a lap pool and has an activity pool, just what the Opsis people were recommending for us. They have uh, two gymnasiums. They have three large multi-purpose rooms. They have three large exercise rooms. They have daycare. They have a small kitchen. They have a huge area, area for exercise and cardio workout kind of stuff. Um, quite a, quite an operation, quite a, quite a, a very impressive structure. It was nice going someplace and seeing something that we might have in Kirkland in X number of years, if we can get some money. Their, their facility, um, is 69,000 square feet, a little bit, a little bit smaller than what Opsis was talking about for Kirkland. And their total cost for construction was right around, give or take, $33 million. Now, like, like Kirkland, they owned the property. So their cost did not include uh, acquisition of, of land. Uh, and we won't have that problem either if we move forward with what, um, uh, what we've been talking about, either the Houghton Houghton Park and Ride area or the North Kirkland Community Center. Um, the last thing I'll mention is the Sammamish Aquatic Center is run exclusively by the YMCA. The city has the city has outsourced the entire thing to the YMCA. And the YMCA uses a membership program to, to uh, facilitate who uses the aquatic center. So you have to buy, in, buy into a YMCA membership you know, for either a family membership or an individual membership. However, they do offer, um, they do offer a sliding scale based on income, which is kind of a nice thing to hear. You know, um, I, I don't know exactly what it costs to buy a membership, but they have they have very they have some flexibility. So it costs some families almost nothing to utilize the facility, which is good to hear. So it was just a it was just a, a, a refreshing um, experience, and the fact that this place was so full on a Monday evening with kids, families. Uh, you know, people of all ages there using this thing, quite nice. So it was good to see it. Um, 
then shifting gears, another another update. Next Wednesday, um, I'm making a presentation to the Highlands Neighborhood Association. Actually, two presentations. One presentation is on the pros plan. I'm briefing the neighborhood on the pros and what it is, why it's important to them, and be talking about the list of recommend, recommended upgrades that came out of the came out of the pros plan and then following that about you know the the, the pros is all about what are we going to do in the next six years for the kirkland park system and then the next thing then is the PFEC, which is how you're going to pay for it what's going to be actually be included so I'm making a presentation to that group also about PFEC next, next Wednesday. Um, working with the um, Highlands PFEC member, who's also, uh, so it's gonna be a joint presentation on that. So that should be very interesting and um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, if anybody would like to see what I'm presenting to um, from like the pros document, for example, if anybody would like to see that, I'd be happy to share it. If other, other board members would like to look at it and say, maybe I can use this for my, my associations and brief people on what's happening. It's only a four page, only four pages long PowerPoint presentation, very high level. It's supposed to be, you know, the, the, the pros plan is 500 pages. <laughs> I'm not presenting 500 pages. I'm presenting four pages. So, uh, you had kind of, anyway, if anybody would like it, I'd be happy to share it. Um, I got part of that document from uh, Rashawn was nice enough to share it with, with me. And I took it and modified it and tweaked it. And then I ran it by Mary as our prose guru, make sure that I wasn't going to say anything not factual. And she, she blessed it. So that was good. So thank you, Mary. So anyway, those, that's my update. Any questions for me on either of those two topics? Uh, just one, we will be giving everyone a printed copy of the pros plan next month. Um, so you all have your own hard copies of that too. It, but it's so big. Be bedside reading. Um, um, and then just a, a side it's, note. It's, the, uh, it's, it's not all the appendices. So it's only 180 <laughs> pages. Um, <laughs> Casual reading. Um, one thing to note, um, Sammamish is a contract city is the way she described it on, on Monday night. Uh, we'll be able to, yeah. They contract out everything. So their fire department, police department is all contracted out. They don't have, they don't deliver their own services. Um, so that's, the, that's the reason why they went with the model of the YMCA operating the building. So mm -hmm. just so you know, the, the city owned the land, the city paid 27 million of the construction and the Y paid the remaining five. Right. Um, and so, but the Y and the city have an operating agreement. The YMCA is responsible for hundred percent of the operating expense. Um, including long-term maintenance of the building. Um, Correct. Yeah. So, um, so it's virtually a zero cost to the city now that they've paid for the building. Um, um, I don't. That's not the model that we we are currently looking at. Uh, obviously, right. I, could I know that. Those. Yeah. Um, We're not. But, um, so, Kathy, you had your hand up also. Oh, and you know, I was um, wondering because I was interested in the materials you're going to present, but then I was also wondering if. I came to the meeting to hear what you were saying, if that was something that would be a problem if there was just two of us. That's and I was just there mainly to observe so that I could 
you know, not go to a neighborhood meeting and say, hi, here I am, but I don't know anything. <laughs> well, I, I know that the neighborhood associations, it's an open meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no secret handshake or nothing, nothing like that to, to get into it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure that would be fine. I'd be happy to, again, the, the presentation is pretty short. I'd be happy to send you the presentation. Maybe I'll give everybody a copy of the presentation. Maybe that'll, do. I'll send it out this evening, tomorrow morning. Oh, that'd be great. And you, you can take a look at that and see what I'm, what I'm saying. And then I, right now I just checked my calendar and I think I'll attend that meeting just so I can get a feel for what people ask you as questions and. Well, uh, it's next Wednesday. The 18th. Right. That's that's that's. Oh, that's the 18th. As, Never mind. Well, I won't have be the other thing you have to worry about. <laughs> Never mind. I will not be. I forgot about my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Again. We won't tell him. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll send it out. Um, okay. Thank you. I saw some other hands a moment ago, but they're down now. Any other questions? Comments? Okay. Let's see. Uh, so this business area then is now closed. Move into communications. Uh, there are no communications, so we'll move on to the next section. Oops, I, I, uh, I skipped over some things, I'm sorry. Um, communications, there's no correspondence. So we're skipping over to correspondence. Department month monthly reports is the next area are there any um comments about the um monthly reporting questions comments there are two monthly reports one is just kind of a summary of activities uh, another one is so it's a, a metrics report of staffing staffing hours and where the, where the, where the hours went uh, for the month, for the month. Okay. One thing that was interesting to me on the monthly report, it, um, because it was the, the December report, it was kind of like a year end wrap up and had some really interesting metrics for what PCS has done uh, during during the year of 2022. I think I think I saw someplace where it said we had um, 55 permits were issued for public activity in the city during the 12 months. Uh, and those 55 permits translated to 126. 127 days of activities that were open and available to the citizens of, of Kirkland. That was, that was festivals, that was fun runs, that was, um, I'm not even sure I know all the different categories, what it was. Yeah. It, was kind of, it was nice to see, my point is, it was nice to see all the activities that, that, that Kirkland does facilitate. The July Fourth Parade was one of them. You know, so it was really good. Good, uh, a good summary of what, why we love Kirkland so much. So, 
Any other comments before we move on, move on? Okay. Next, we're moving into um, staff updates and information. So anybody in the, in the staff have something that they'd like to share? I know that Mary has something. I'll let Mary go. All right. Well, I'm going to try and share my screen here. So I hope you can see this beautiful park. No? Gorgeous. Wow, that, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, this was taken today. Um, so our multi-use synthetic turf field is installed and complete and um, it's, it's just beautiful. And I, I'm really excited for people to actually get out there and start using it. The community is gonna be thrilled with this. Um, it, and if anybody knows, you can see all these stripes that are on the field. If anybody has an idea of what those stripes might mean, the challenge has been thrown. You see yellow and red and white. The white's going to be kind of a tough one. So I can tell you, I'll, I'll give you that one. That is um, <laughs> the baseball softball line. But the red and yellow, any guesses? Well, yellow soccer, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I can't tell if red is ultimate Frisbee or not. No. Which is half a soccer field, so. Is it lacrosse? Lacrosse. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then... Um, and then uh, here's just a really quick image of the maintenance crew um, learning about the equipment and what they need to do to maintain it so we can get a good long life out of this turf. So I like this picture because you can see in the background the landscaping that's on the adjacent to the field. It just looked really, I really loved it today. There's like big rocks and big logs and some cool trees that are going in. And yeah. And I have, I have a geeky question. Sure. Is the water holding tank filling up with runoff water to be filtered? <laughs> the water, oh, underneath the field? Yeah, the stormwater yeah. tank. Yeah, that's, isn't, that's, isn't that like a big stormwater tank? Yeah, there's a big stormwater vault under that field. Yeah, is it, serving. Is it doing what it's supposed to do? It's doing what it's supposed to do. <laughs> that's a bonus. Oh, anybody <laughs> noticing a difference? What's that? Is anybody noticing like our roads like not as wet? Like I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I don't know all I know is that but we don't have a muddy park. I know that. <laughs> okay, great. Congratulations! It looks beautiful. Great. Is one, that one thing I will highlight is the the lacrosse lines are actually unified lacrosse lines. It's, there's there's a different set of lines for men's and women's, and there's now a, a new set that's unified. So it's actually kind of allows both both genders to play. I'm going to try and share one other thing. So bear with me because this is, I don't know if this is going to work. Can you see that video? Uh -huh. We can yeah. see it, yeah. 
So this is a demonstration of the equipment. Um, and what that is, Jason can probably speak to this more, but it is to pick up the litter. So it's a groomer. And um, it's how we uh, maintain one of the one of the tools we use to maintain it. So, all right. Yeah. So Jason, you have anything more to oh, add? Oh yeah, just to add to that, on the back of that, there's a little magnet that if someone was to drop a nail or a screw or something was to get on the field that was sharp and metal, it'll pick it up as well. And there's another apparatus that kind of keeps the fibers up. One of the keys to keeping the the field in good condition is to keeping those grass fibers up and keeping the medium, which is the encapsulated crumb and sand to keep it all level. So um, wherever those high wear spots are at, staff will go out there and add material so it, it stays keeping those little fibers up. So yeah, but it's really cool. It's a nice field. It's really nice and has a really good fall attenuation. It's really spongy and, and uh, ready to go for little ones, that's for sure. Thank you, Mary. Any any questions for Mary? Well, I, I have one. Um, let's see. So I've never seen a, um, or I've never been on or seen a a multi-purpose field like like 130 seconds square with all the different colors and lines. So how, how um, if you want to play a new sport, for example, how, what's involved of, in adding more lines or removing lines or do, do lines go away or <laughs> do they always, oh, the yellow and the red and the white and the always there? Or? Yeah, those are permanent. Okay. And then like we mentioned, there's some tick marks out there where you can apply a temporary uh, paint um so there's tick marks out there for ultimate and um peewee soccer so mm. they can be painted on and then removed so and jason again would have more details on how that actually happens yeah you probably noticed on the on monday night mike the gym floor sammamish also it was a line line soup down there. There's lots of lines on that. And you tend to figure it out when you're playing. You, you know to look at the black line or the red line or the yellow line. And even though there's a hundred lines out there, you usually can figure it out pretty easily. Yeah. Well, you, you picked a great day to take pictures, Mary. The blue sky <laughs> today was gorgeous. It was. Nice, it was nicely, beautiful. Nicely, nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes chance is on our side. Yeah. Any other comments from staff and staff reports or anything? I have just um, a, a couple. I wanted to um, speak to two, two of the items that are in Heather's um, Park Board highlights memo. First, I wanted to thank everyone for um, feedback during the December meeting uh, about the KTUB operating models. We're bringing um, the top external proposal, which was Boys and Girls Club, to council on Tuesday, along with the city's operating model and are seeking um, their their direction on what level of service is preferred so that we can work towards getting KTUB opened as a teen center later this year. So that's very exciting and we'll keep you posted on that, but the, um, the packet should be 
um, online later this week. Feel free to check it out. You can read all the details about the city's um, operating model there. And then um, the other item I wanted to highlight was Lunar New Year. This is coming up on uh, January 28th. We're doing a celebration for the first time um, of Lunar New Year. This is going to be at Peter Kirk Community Center from two to four on that Saturday afternoon. And um, you're all invited. So I would love to see you there. And please feel free to pass along to your networks too. Thank you, Sarah. It's, and uh, it's really great news about the teen centers that's moving along that whole RFP yeah. selection process. I know it's so much work. And so thank you for what you and your team have done. So it's a, it's yeah. a tremendous effort. So thank you. Yeah. We're just excited that it's it's moving forward. And it's going to be a teen center again. So. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, last thing in the communications area is um, comments from the chair. This is the last item, I believe, on our agenda for today. So um, First of all, thank you for bearing with me. This is my first meeting that I facilitated. So thank you for your help and assistance get to get through it. And, um, you know, I, and I thought Amanda, Amanda Judd, our previous chair did a great job and I liked her style and her format. I plan to just carry it on. Uh, just like Amanda, her big thing was making sure that everybody has a chance to speak who wants to speak. And that's one thing that's very important to me also as a chair, making sure that everybody who needs to speak has the opportunity. So thank you for, thank you for that. Um, again, um, Kathy, welcome to our, to our group. You've been, uh, you've been very vocal already tonight, your very first meeting, you've been volunteering for this and volunteering for that. And, and uh, so you're gonna make a great, great addition to our team. So thank you so much. Looking forward to working with you. And happy birthday to your husband next next Wednesday. <laughs> if I don't forget. Yes. <laughs> Sign up for something. <laughs> Is there any other business that we need to discuss before I adjourn? Well done, Mike. <laughs> yeah, nice work. Thank you so much. Um, I guess it'll be the first of many meetings for us. So thank you so much. Uh, and then there's, since there's no further business, the meeting is adjourned. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody.